0: Hi, everybody, and welcome to the Badass Ladies Club. My name is Jessica. I am here with two of my very best <laughs> friends, Laurie and Mandy. What's Hi. up, friends? Mandy has been here before. Hello, Second Mandy. Time. Hello, Second ladies. Second time back. So I mean, fun.
1: really like a, a, a co host in a lot of respects. Like we were already talking, this episode's going to be so long. We're going to have to like, I know, this break it <laughs>
0: into two parts or Maybe something. It a like. two parter, or this may just be one really long episode. We'll see. We don't know. We'll see where it goes. Right. But, it's Per usual, before we get started, we're going to talk about this week's Badass of the Week. You guys, this week's Badass of the Week is actually somebody who's sort of
1: new to our world. Her name is Kat DeWitt, and she is a shamanic astrological reader, um, an expert in all things um, astrology and the specific variety called shamanic astrology. So Kat... um, Read my birth chart. I want to say it was like a week and a half ago. No, it was that recent, you know, ago. two weeks ago maybe. Yeah. And then she did your chart a yeah. couple of days ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's going to do Adelaide's chart. And she's for doing me. yeah, Adelaide's. And then I'm already like talking to her about doing like my husband's chart. Maybe like I, I think everybody should do it now. Now that I, know, I have
2: Mandy, seen, we're going to get you yeah. signed up. Like, when can I sign up? <laughs>
1: I had very little understanding of like an actual astrological birth chart and how influential all of your planets are in reading your sign like I think so many of us I just assume that like sun signs were right what I'm a capricorn it was about yeah end of story um right. but having the time to work with cat you know like It was, she is really amazing and intuitive and um, the work that she's doing is just so powerful in the small amount of time that I've been exposed to her, that it does have a really healing aspect um, working with her in shamanic astrology, mainly just that you have this aha of all of the things about yourself that you were like, oh, now I get me. Like, Mm -hmm. now I get me, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So it's just really revealing and wonderful. And she is um, on Instagram. She's at... What did I say? I already lost it. (laughs) You were practicing before we started. (laughs) It's at Matriarch Medicine. Um, (laughs) Beautiful artwork. Amazing information on her Instagram and obviously like connections to be able to work with her. So, um, Kat, we want you on this podcast because we want you to come and read our charts and talk about how they overlap. Because even my chart and Jessica's chart have a really interesting story about how we're in business together. And I think that's so cool that those things kind of connect um, all in the stars in different so, ways it's mandy, totally in the stars we're gonna get mandy going and then we can lay all three of them over each other oh my other. gosh oh it'll be great <laughs> um, be
0: how all of our charts overlap it'll be wonderful so yeah you have mandy, a badass box right. on the way lady and we can't wait to have you on awesome well let's get started with this conversation so today we are bringing you all things pride it is it's pride monthly pride Month. yeah it's time um, to go. so let's get started um When did Pride Month start and why was there a need for it? So, um, is the, the Stonewall, I mean, that was really, yeah, the kickoff.
1: And I think that just like in general, for as long as I've been conscious of it, Pride Month has been a thing, you know? Yeah. But I want to say like in the last like 10 to 15 years, it's kind of gained this traction where it's become like a cultural phenomena for, um, people to participate in celebrating pride. But what I love so much about pride, I mean, necessity for any month to focus on marginalized communities is that there needs to be education put around what it means to be And with pride. There's so many different things that you can, you know, talk about. You can talk about being gay. You can talk about being transgender. You can talk about being queer. You can talk about, you know, like there's so many elements to that. And if you're not part of the community, all of that seems really overwhelming sometimes, you know, like, how do you untangle this whole um, thing? And so... I think for the longest time, or at least when I was a kid growing up in the community, pride was just to be seen and heard, Mm -hmm. you know, like that so many people were intimidated or threatened by what it meant to be a gay man, for example, you know, like in the mid eighties, um, or to be a drag queen, you know, out there that pride was this opportunity to go out and show people like, I'm here, this is who I am and love me or hate me. This is, you know, like what it's about. And to support one another,
0: on whatever your journey turned out to be. Well, because I know that you and Mandy went to New York. Who did. Was that 2018, 2019? It was remember. 2019. It was. It was 2019. It was and, in, and it was in, the, was in yeah, June. Yeah. And so you... And I just remember you guys saying how special it was so to cool. be there for the anniversary For the anniversary, of yeah. Um, the entire city was lit up in rainbows. It yeah. was yeah. so magical, um, yeah. And I think that the Stonewall riots are... Super deep, and if you don't know what those are, you should research them because that shit we're going like, yeah. to be getting into other things, but I feel like that's a part of history that I didn't learn about until I was an adult. Man. They don't teach that shit in school. No, they don't. Honestly, we should have a podcast episode about
1: all the real-life important shit that they didn't teach us in, in history school. that is that's so critical. That's
0: a different podcast. Okay. Yes, really like that, that's
1: actually a dozen podcasts, right, so we'll get to right. that later. But yes, Stonewall, I, I've never heard about in school or, you know, like... No way. Everything I know about Stonewall was taught to me by people who, you know, like, experienced it or that were handing down the information. But now it's something, again, culturally that... Um, is exposed to kind of as the beginning of pride of and rights, mm-hmm. yeah. you know, as uh, as it relates to the community. Right. So let's start with, let's just start with gay. Okay, Because I feel like that's the first place that people jump to with, you know, like you're gay, you're straight. You're homosexual, you're, you know, but now there's this whole new, it's not really a new layer. It's just things that have language to it all of a sudden where, mm-hmm. um, queer is a term that you hear a lot right. in the LGBTQ, you know, like right. acronym. And um, even with queer, sometimes the Q, um,
2: can also stand for questioning. For que- right. Yeah.
1: For que- And that questioning is, this like this whole new thing. Yes. Um, Maybe you're not gay. Right. You're not, but you're just trying to figure it out. like, yeah. And that there's space for that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's space for the not knowing. Yes. And I think that that's really cool.
2: Well, and I like that that has been included because all of that, you know, sexual orientation and gender identity, all of it is a spectrum. Yeah. There is no black and white. Yeah. And I think, you know, that is really cool to have that in there as well because I know a lot of people personally who don't really identify with any of the specific lgbt you know um acronym but to be queer or questioning that kind of encompasses a lot more
0: well i have a really unpopular opinion especially here in texas that i think that your sexuality um Is a spectrum, and I think we're all a little gay, and we fall somewhere on that spectrum. 1,000%. You know, um, and I think that here in Texas, in such a conservative area, people don't like to hear that. You know why they don't? Because it's a little true. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Because it
2: resonates with them, and they're like, how dare you? I like to kind of... It's not a joke. I would say it right now. I like to think of myself as 80-20. You know, I'm 80% straight, 20% gay. I'm pansexual. <laughs> right. I'm not necessarily <laughs> bi, but maybe I am. I don't know. You know, it's not put any box around me. But I do feel like everybody is... No one's 100%, you know? Even if it, yeah. you're 99% straight. You there's know, a person this, out there. Yeah, out there's a person, person who's the same sex as you, you just have an attraction to. That's okay. It doesn't make you... gay. And it's
1: okay too. Yeah. And attraction is, um, you're attracted to people for a lot of different reasons. You know, like it may not be strictly physical. I have gotten physical with people that I maybe wasn't physically attracted to to begin with, you know, like, but there's, so yeah, I'm with you on the everybody's a little bit gay thing, you know, Um, or now it's all of a sudden like really acceptable to have, like, if you're a girl, to have a girl crush. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or if you're a guy to have like a bromance, you know, like that right. where 20 years ago, that wasn't something that people funny ha ha about, you know, mm-hmm. and now everybody has like, even if you're a straight lady, you have your girl crushes, you know, sure, that are for sure. that you're into. Or so, super straight
2: guy. That's a bromance. Big deal. Right. It's not sexual. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. Well, and I also think that in, you know, just like the strictly gay community, that there is a lot more acceptance now of the idea that like... I have dated women before, but now I'm married to a man. And that, that used to be like a real betrayal to your, you know, like gay roots to go like back and forth between genders where now, and I've always said this, like, I don't love genders. I love people, People. you know, like there are people that I'm attracted to and that what their gender was, was never really a relevant conversation for me, you know? And and now we have a word for that. Right. And now that's pansexual, you know, like, um, but then, isn't that the same thing as a bisexual? And not isn't that the same thing? So, this is what part of the conversation today that well, I think is important, you know, right, like, is binary. So,
2: it's two, you know, male and female. I think pansexual is more, you know,
0: you would be what attracted if you like a transgender to person, maybe a trans- all transgender person, right? Or, or someone who's intersex or exactly. someone who, you know, that they're a human being, that their gender does whatever it may be. Yeah, it's not an option. Yeah. Whereas, I, th- if I'm getting it right, <laughs> by <laughs> exactly. why we're doing this episode, um, exactly. you're attracted to men and and women, women strictly, mm-hmm. yeah, mm-hmm.
1: but not anybody in a transgender spectrum. Where you, you know, like that. That's or I also truly believe this about sexuality. It also might just be that you've never been exposed to that opportunity to even know if you're attracted to sure, somebody like right. that. You, you know, think like
2: you're by right, and then all of a sudden you see a you know transgender person. And you're attracted to them. Right. And all of a sudden you're pan. And now you're something different.
1: Yeah. yeah. Like, so I wonder sometimes if people's sexual orientation is really rooted into just what they believe about themselves, what they've been exposed to. But given different circumstances, all of that could turn on a dime, you know? Totally. Because yeah. humans love who they love. Mm-hmm. Like that's just the way that works. For sure. Um, so then like who you want to sleep with is totally different than who you believe you are, you know, or a gender identity, if we were going to like pivot into transgender. So like sexual orientation is, I want to get naked and let's do it, you know, like, but transgender is who I feel like I identify as in a gender conversation anyway. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Has nothing to do with sexual orientation. It's not, it's sexual. Yeah. Like just because you're transgender, you could also be straight and be transgender. Yes. Um, And I think that that, I don't think, I know that that is very confusing for a lot of us. It used to be confusing to me until I was really able to organize, you know, like where these things fit. Um, So let's talk about transgender and just this spectrum of gender fluidity. Because now that that's a conversation, it's so obvious to me how many examples there are of that for centuries back, you know? um, This is not anything new. No,
2: No, it's not. Oh Lord, no. Thankfully, we're living in a time where people who feel this way feel safer, you know, coming out and being who they are and not feeling like they're going to be, you know, judged or, or even hurt because of it. However, that does still happen. Sure. Um, but yeah, it goes way, way back.
1: I mean, and King it's even Louis in France used to wear, you know, like dresses and powdered wigs and lipstick. Like it's not. exactly And Kings identified Jews a lot of times in an effeminate way, you know, mm-hmm. and in bought in a lot of times called himself a queen, mm-hmm. you know, like that. It is the, the idea of, but was also an extremely virile man that had lots of women, you know, like that at all times, like, I just think that the, the spectrum conversation is fascinating, you know? Mm-hmm. And I know, um, for a lot of people being able to embrace a, different gender identity is, um, really challenging in today's world where it's like, oh no, but you're a boy or a girl, you know, and that those are the only two options you have Yes, um, to be able to determine that. And oftentimes, you know, like what, how that's determined for you is by a doctor when you're born. That's exactly
0: right. Which we are here to demystify. I mean, it's so crazy when you think about it like that. And how we can be a better ally to those who we love, because I promise you, I swear to God, like... Any of you who are maybe uncomfortable with this conversation, you probably know someone. I who, probably.
1: Mm-hmm. You know somebody <laughs> right. who's transgender.
0: You just right. don't know it. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. That it's, it's all too common. And probably a lot of people who are transgender just never... Come out to be their authentic selves because of the fear.
2: And we can't. Or they already are their authentic self, and you don't even know what's under their pants. They're passing as a, yeah, like. You know, passing as whatever gender they identify mm -hmm. with. And I think people do get confused with, you know, gender identity being binary. You know, that's what so many of us of our generation and those past you know, you have to, you are just one or the other. Mm-hmm. You either have a penis or a vagina. That means you're a male or a female. Well, when you talk about gender identity, it has nothing to do with the anatomical sex. Right. It's in the brain. Yeah. And so they've done scientific studies now where they actually look at the brain of a transgender person. And for example, a male's brain fires differently than a female brain. And you can actually see this, you know, electric currents or whatever like you can see it. So if you're looking at a transgender person's brain and they were born a female, they identify as a male, their brain fires as a male as brain a male. does. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that to me was fascinating when I, you know, was researching this and found that out. I thought oh my gosh, well that explains so much and and back to binary gender too there's it is a spectrum, you know, and there's such an argument about the whole penis vagina thing. Right. And it's so annoying because people who are born with both do exist. Right.
0: Right. Because this is part of the conversation that really gets me fired up and pissed off is when people talk about, like, you're either a boy or a girl. And I'm like, there is a percentage of the population That are technically both. That are technically both. You cannot say that science says you're wrong. Exactly, biology says you're wrong. You know, like well, guess
2: what? If you go down to a cellular level, you know, when a fetus is becoming a person, the clitoris and the penis are the exact Exact same same thing. thing. Yes. Before the one tiny little chromosome, you know, changes and you either get a penis or a vagina, usually. Right. Unless you end up, you know, a hermaphrodite, which again, these people do exist. Sure. And you end up with the sexual organs of both
0: genders. And you could be presenting as completely female or completely male, but have... More of one or the other or exactly. equal amounts of both. Well, that's or- where
2: hormones come into play and hormones yeah. are a whole different ballgame. And that's, again, why it is a spectrum, because you could have both a penis and vagina, but you could totally look like a woman and feel like a woman and be a woman in all sense. Well, your hormones just, you know, you had more estrogen yeah, and less testosterone or vice versa, you know.
1: So. All of these things, scientifically anyway, and the way that they connect totally support this idea that gender is a fluid spectrum. Absolutely. Okay. Um and I can completely identify with the idea of like so, and I think sometimes this is so much also about expression, you know, like how do you want to express your gender identity, you know? Um that I have equal amounts of days where I wanna wear jeans and a hat and you know, like boy maybe dress like a boat, boy, you right. know? Um or even like it's not been all that long that it was not okay for women to wear pants. Exactly. You know, like that you had to wear a skirt or a dress, you know, like, exactly. Yeah. Like, so it's so interesting just culturally how that shifts. There's also days that I want to, you know, like put on lipstick and false eyelashes and dress girly. you know, like so that all of those things, you know, like when you're young, if you're active and you're not into dresses or whatever, and you're identifying as a girl, you're a tomboy. Mm-hmm. you know, or that there's little boys that play with dolls or that, you know, and the there, but that it's such a, um, I hate that there's so much judgment around it. Like all humans express their identity in different ways. And it's totally okay for that to be a, I feel this way one day and I feel that way sure. the next day. And that it's beginning to come out that gender is one of those things that It just kind of depends on how I'm feeling this day, you know, Mm -hmm. like, and that lots of people have the hormone, you know, like opportunity in there that's helping shift that for them. You know, Mm -hmm. like, it's not like, I guess that's the only other thing about transgender that like gets me all fired up. It is not like you're choosing to have this identity. Like there is, there are things that are happening inside of you that are creating these shifts back and forth. Mm And that some humans get to a point where they're ready to choose and decide one way or the other. This is how I identify. But there's also people that never choose. Yes. And that are fluid their whole lives. And that's okay. Frida Kahlo. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, like Frida is a great example of somebody who's like famous and a genius and an icon. But that embodied both genders in a really real way, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And I might add, made people very uncomfortable, you know. And... um, And she kind of liked that, you know, like, but I wonder in a different time how Frida would have actually identified, you know, or different Mm -hmm. circumstances, you know, she was completely unique in uh, that respect a lot of times. So, and then I also know that, like, the transgender conversation also gets busted up against, like, cross-dressers and drag queens and, you know, like, people who are just expressing themselves with fashion a lot of Mm -hmm. times or hair and makeup, but it's not because on the inside they feel like another gender necessarily. So let's talk a little bit about um, cross-dressing versus transgender and how those things are different
2: or the same. I think fashion is just a place where people can get out of the comfort zone a little bit and still, you know, be able to express themselves but not have to have it be serious you know someone who's straight can totally dress like the opposite gender and just have fun with it because it's fashion doesn't mean that you want to go sleep with your same sex right
0: well and I think that there's so many different styles of drag like my favorite style of drag is campy drag where it's poking fun at gender and it's not taking anybody super seriously. And it's very obviously a man dressed as a woman or however you want to put that. But they're also what is called fishy queens. And being fishy means very much representing a woman. Mm-hmm. And I promise you, most of the time you can't even mm-hmm. tell. No. They're more beautiful than I am, like, you know what I mean? Where I'm like, God damn, like, that's just not fair. Um, So there's just different styles of drag. Some of it pokes fun at gender and some of it is emulating that gender. And it all depends on how that queen identifies with their craft. Well, in drag
1: drag in my experience anyway, like the difference between like a fishy queen and like a campy queen kind of thing is so much more about like it is like an alter ego a lot of times, you know, where you're like stepping into this other person that you are, which I have always really identified with the idea of like I've been lots of different Lories, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, yeah. like, and that I, and so some of those girls look differently and some of them dress differently. I love the idea of the freedom of stepping mm-hmm. into a different identity, even if it's just on Saturday nights to do a performance just and hang out fun. with my friends, you know, yeah. like as a fun thing or, you know, a lot of um, times for Queens, it's also to give back, you know, and to help. raise awareness and, you know, shed light on something that needs to be. So it becomes like this philanthropic um, maneuver in a lot of ways. But that when you have an alter ego like that, it's like uh, we were joking about uh, like Moira Rose's wigs (laughs) and, you know, like that each one of her wigs had an identity. And when she put her on by name, you know, like she became a different person and that she's not a queen or cross-dressing, you know, like that's just part of how She's just a really
0: ridiculous human. Right. (laughs) But I don't see how that's any different than drag, quite honestly. You know, like like
2: people, you know, say you've got this badass pair of boots and, you know, you're still the same person that you always are, but you put these boots on and like something somebody else. Yeah.
0: That's how I am with my Jeffrey Campbell. (laughs) Yes. I'm talking about those boots. Those (laughs) are the ones. like (laughs) Perfect. Um... But when it comes to cross-dressing, I, don't, I honestly don't have a lot of experience. Um, I don't know if I know any cross-dressers super personally. So, But typically, they are straight people. It, it doesn't have to be. But typically, straight people playing with opposite-gender clothes. Am I right on that one? Yeah? Yes. Yeah. I used to date a guy that liked to
1: wear I ladies' mean, like underwear and stuff. You know, it was mm-hmm. just his Yeah, thing. these days cross
2: dressing doesn't mean drag, right? It right. can mean you know, Harry Styles. Yes, yes, his Harry stuff? Styles. Oh my God, his like, Vogue totally. spread was yes. so good. Like, it was I'm so obsessed. Good. Or Billy
1: Porter, you know, Billy Porter. Like, Billy who Porter I love. Yes, yeah. However,
2: Billy is gay. Billy's gay. Right? Yeah. 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 Um, I don't think Harry is. I do Maybe he's gender no, Maybe fluid. he or is. Or not gender fluid, but
1: pansexual, pansexual yeah. right? So we don't know. How about my dad? You're, I was just Our about dad. to say, we got family in here. My dad is yeah. a man. And know, I've, and I've been around been your women, dad a handful of times. he wears time. skirts. Yeah. They're kilts, sort Kilt. of. Some, <laughs> of Some, Some of them are skirts. Some right. of them are yeah, skirts. Some like, yeah. people
2: own that shit.
1: Um, your dad rocks a skirt in a way I could never I rock know. a skirt. Like Stamped legs, they're I mean so nice. those yeah. legs. <laughs> Have you seen Chris Webb's legs? I, I mean, mean, come on, look him up. <laughs> uh, but what I love about even just like the example about your dad is that nobody would like when they see him and they don't know him, it's confusing to them. But when they interact with him, all of a sudden, it's not confusing to them. Like right. they're like, oh, he's just being himself, he's you just know. Confident. And, and he's been doing that for a long time, long before that was a thing that people were like, oh, no, just do you, you know? Right. Like, um, And for such a long time was like trying to explain to people, like, no, this is just who I am, you know? Huh. Um, and that that doesn't mean that he's gay. It doesn't mean that he's a drag queen or transgender or any of those things. Like, your dad's a cisgender, you know, right. like straight man.
2: You wouldn't even necessarily look at him I mean, if you knew him and think he's cross-dressing, oh. he's just a guy wearing a skirt. Right. Yeah, and it's normal. It's dressing normal.
0: Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> so <laughs> I think I think I, like, well, What's I think normal, normal for him. You guys? Yeah, like, <laughs> what is normal? No, my favorite though is that um, there have been people who like. Take pictures of your dad yes. on the down low. And he's like, Hey, I see you. If you want to take a picture of right. me, just come over here. Like he kind of calls people out, which yeah. I love. But um Nancy, who has been a longtime friend of yours yes. and works with us at the salon, has had a client be like, Oh my gosh, look at this, pull up her phone. I caught this picture of this guy wearing a skirt. And Nancy right. was like, I know I that know. man. <laughs> Like, that guy's my friend. Like, well, dad's. Dad, you know,
2: one. Um, someone on the internet has posted a picture of him, you know, at Walmart or whatever, and been like, oh my God, look at this guy. And, you know, like the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon or whatever, right. like, it gets back to me and my siblings. And someone who sees this post knows one of us or knows him, and they tag us in it, and they're like, oh, that's Mandy Webb's dad, you know? And, <laughs> and then they're like, oh, uh, and everyone always stands up for him and vouches for him. They're like, next time just say something. Like, yeah. don't be a creeper. You know, right. go say hi. He's a really nice guy. He's like the nicest guy ever. And um, you know, I think that's a positive experience for some people who who do see people like that and and they're the type of person to be sneaky and be like, mm-hmm, look at this guy, you know, and take a picture and make fun or whatever. It's like just stop doing that anyway, people, you yeah. know?
0: Right. Like taking low key pictures is not it's not cool. okay. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's not okay. So let's so, stop that.
1: Yeah. Well, and um people are just people, you know, like I just think that Anybody who did take a picture in the download of your dad and then ended up going and talking to him and meeting him, you know, felt weird about the fact that that's right. what they did when they realized yeah, how the genuine you felt like, awesome asshole. He is, yeah. you know, like yeah. <laughs> about it. they're like, dang, okay, he really is nice. So, I want to circle back around to like talking about these things today is a lot easier than it used to be, but now that it's a little bit easier to talk about like the differences between being gay and being transgender and all this stuff that there's like this new level of understanding that's starting to come up that makes people really uncomfortable and transgender or gender fluid kids, I think is like a newer conversation that's revolving around this that gets really, really heated really fast. Um, because when you put kids involved, you know, like back in the day, if a kid was feeling like they were gender fluid there were so many indicators all around them that that was not okay, that Mm -hmm. oftentimes they just shut that part of them down and keep it to themselves. And if if they process it and deal with it at all, it's not till much later in life that they do that. But because we're in a different time now and people are more willing to like have these conversations with their kids and give them some freedom to feel how they feel and be who they are, it is now starting to create a lot of uncomfortable conversations around like what a gender fluid kid is and is, and, and what do you do with that situation? So, um, and your t-shirts rocking my world today, you know, yes, like Andy protect, protect trans, trans kids. kids. Yes, I mean, they yes.
2: exist y'all and it's okay. It's doesn't have to be a huge deal. Um, some people do get really uncomfortable. And one of the things that I hear a lot is that their kids, they don't know. Yeah. Well, here's what science says. Most people know their gender identity as soon as they are born. And if they haven't figured it out, they definitely have it figured out by about three. Yeah. So we're talking little kids, you know. Mm -hmm. And if your three-year-old is coming up to you saying, I like Spider-Man and they're technically a girl, let them like Spider-Man. Sure. You know, what do you do? You just love your kid unconditionally and you let them lead. It's not that hard. You know, it shouldn't be that hard. But it does get people a little bit uncomfortable, you know, because that means that all of the things that they believe that they've been conditioned to believe are wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. And people don't like that.
0: Yeah. You know,
2: they like to think that they're right. And they also sometimes think that you're, you may be hurting a child by allowing them to be themselves. You know, I also hear, well, if the, you know, if they say that they're a dog, you're going to let them act like a dog and eat dog food and eat, you know, from the floor. I'm like, that's not the same thing. First of all. No, no. And no, you wouldn't. You're still going to protect your kid. <laughs> right, you Right. Know? Right. You're going to still going to guide them and lead them, but you're also going to allow them to have some freedom. Sure, let them act like a dog for a day. Whatever. You know. Do right. you know how many kids bark at me? I like mean, that's not no, out of like, the
0: question. Yeah. Like, woof, woof. There you go. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'm a dog now. <laughs> like, but, um, but like, w- I guess what I feel bad about and that I don't like is for. Little girls who, you know, like Spider-Man or Ninja Turtles, for example, it's like, oh, my God, so cute. She's a tomboy. But for little boys who maybe like to play with Barbies or princess dresses or whatever, that's not OK. They're, in trouble. Yeah. They're You know, you don't, do, um, that. don't do that, Go play like, with yeah. the cars. And not that, like, one is harder than the other. I would imagine that being a parent in any of those situations, you're like... Well, society oh. makes it harder, right? Right, know? society. Like you, as Our a parent, probably n- know the right thing to do, but um that, yeah, like it's it's okay, it's okay for, for little girls to right. be a tomboy, but it's not okay for little boys to play with Barbies and princesses. Well, dresses. and so much of that has nothing to do with gender identity, but has to do with it's toxic fear. masculinity, masculinity yeah, and anxiety. you know,
1: like really reinforcing this idea that men must behave and present in this certain emotional. way or you're not a real man, right. you know, whatever that means. Um, but in my experience, some of the most manly men I know are super in touch with their femininity Absolutely. and are a hundred percent confident in this spectrum that we're talking about where mm-hmm. you're like maybe 20% gay, you know, like right. that. Mm-hmm. And so, and Part of that just may be what I'm attracted to in men are people who understand that both of those things are present. But I feel like men who try so hard to, like, ground in their position of being so super, like, 100% straight and aren't willing to express those pieces of femininity there just look more effeminate to me. You know, like, that that is sending the wrong message. I guess when you hold, when you're willing to hold on so tight, like what are you actually afraid of? They're afraid
2: of what they feel inside. Yeah. And they don't like that whatever you're saying or whatever they're witnessing is striking a chord in them that changes what they have been taught and what they feel like they know about themselves so often. And this is getting a little deep and dark, but like so <laughs> often. You know, guys who are abusing, let's just say men who are abusing boys or men, they are, like, so anti-gay. Oh, yeah. You know. On the surface. On the surface. Freaking priests and stuff, y'all. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I mean, this shit happens. And they are 1,000% on the surface, like, anti-freaking gay. And then here they are behind closed doors doing gay shit. Yeah. Yeah.
0: I'm sorry. It's, sorry. But it's true, though. <laughs> it's just and dark, but well, let's keep it light, that okay?
1: <laughs>
2: <up>. <laughs> it happens. It and it's, does happen. There's sorry, something to funny. that, you know? It's because... also,
1: like, it's, all the cliches are so true, and I think that's what's frustrating about yeah. it, you know, yeah. is, like, whatever you resist persists. Yes. Whatever triggers you and makes you react. You need to look is deeper at. You need to check yourself, you know, right. like that anytime you're so quick to get all worked up and angsty about something like it is a internal conversation a in that you, you need to have about why does this bother me so much? And chances are it bothers you because it's reflecting yourself back to you and you see yourself in that and you're scared, you know, yeah. like, and that is, that's also why I love, and it doesn't matter what spectrum you're talking about. I love the idea of a spectrum because it gives people so much freedom, right? To not have to be so rigid about that, for you know. Real. That it's almost gives you permission to be flexible, yeah, you know. It's okay, and that that doesn't doesn't mean I'm gay. No, it doesn't mean you're gay. You know, right. like it also doesn't mean you're straight, but it doesn't mean you're gay. You know, like sure. that it's that it's okay for you to ebb and flow with sexuality and gender and all of these things because you're a human being and that's what human beings do like I'm sorry if you don't like it but that's how you are you know like like it or not um and that judging and creating injury and trying to control people who are understanding that about themselves and trying to explore that is just the worst form of um abuse in my mm. opinion, you know, like that, uh, people don't belong to you. You don't get to Mm-mm. determine for them what it means because they're expressing their sexuality or their gender identity. Well, or,
2: and you should know that they know more about themselves than you ever will.
1: Absolutely. So just step off. It's a freedom there to yeah, be able yes. to step into that, you exactly. know, and see that. Um, and then also just this idea. And I think that this goes back to all marginalized, uh, communities, whether you're talking about, you know, like women, if you're talking about African-Americans, if you're talking about Latinos, if you're talking about transgender, gay people, like all of it encompasses. The more we move the needle forward, there is always a little bit of a backlash where things get thrown back a minute. And then we move the needle forward and then there's a backlash. And so it's like this constant back and forth where, I know it's really discouraging for me only because my mom is gay and I, so much of my exposure to what it meant to have a gay family member was in the eighties and things were very different in the eighties than they are now, you know? Um, but I find myself still having really familiar experiences and feelings in 2021 as to things that were going on in the 80s. And I'm like, oh my gosh, like, it's we're still here. How are we still having Two this ridiculous forward, ass conversation? Yeah. You know, like... It's frustrating. It really is. Um, And that so much of it is based in fear and control. Yes. Yes. And so how do we support all communities? But, you know, like, obviously this episode, we're talking about pride, you know, like, how do we become an ally to these communities that are really marginalized because i think that you know like when we talk about being like Mandy and i talk about being pansexual or whatever that's i come from a really convenient way of being able to talk about that because i am married to a man and i'm not like presenting as a um a marginalized you know person right. in that respect and so talking about it and using my voice to express it and try and educate and explain and pull these things out that are hard for some people to talk about, like that is, it's the first step in trying to create some awareness around it, Mm -hmm. but especially talking to people who are going to challenge you on it. You know, like Mm -hmm. it's easy for the three of us to sit here and talk about it, you know, like, because we're really open to these ideas, you know? Yeah. Um, but it's a lot harder to have these conversations with people who truly believe differently and So oftentimes it does fall back on a religious or a spiritual belief, you know, that any of those things being what they are, whether they're right or wrong, these people truly believe that it is wrong on a fundamental level and that it is. And so anytime you have these sort of heated dynamics and conversations, I always want to talk about, like, how do you do that, you know? And this came up a lot when, like, political atmospheres got so intense over the last couple of years, you know? Like, how do you find middle ground when everybody feels so rooted in the position that they're in and that they're right and you're wrong, you know? Like, how do we bridge that gap a little more? That's a
2: difficult question. (sighs) I think it starts with education. You know, really trying to just immerse yourself in in education and yeah. learning about, you know, in this example, LGBTQ, what that means, um, and try to share it as much as you possibly can. I always try to just, like, be, you know, an open book and, and let people say, listen, if you've got questions, contact me, you know, and I have had a lot of people private message me, mm-hmm. say, okay, you know, I see your posts, I see what's going on with you personally and your family. Um, I, I don't get it. And I kind of want to know more, you know, so I think it just starts with that and baby steps. You know, you're not going to change anybody's mind with one conversation, but you can be a little bit more educated yourself so that when people do come at you with whatever you can try to come, you know, always from a place of love and from a place of just understanding and and knowing what you're talking about and not just kind of, you know, being around the bush about stuff or sounding like you don't know what the hell you're talking about. And then they can, you know. Call you on your BS or whatever but as far as the whole religious thing goes too you know God doesn't make mistakes
0: nope I just want to say yesterday was the 10th anniversary of born this way mm. <laughs> on that so subject, how yeah. perfect wow. um, God 10
1: years are you kidding me wow. oh my God uh, that seriously. doesn't even seem right
0: yeah um but yeah I mean for me growing up um, in a Catholic community, going to Catholic school and being around a lot of conservative energy, you know? Um, but my parents never like forced that kind of thinking on me. Like, um, we have gay people in our family. So my parents were not like assholes about, um, LGBTQ rights or anything. Um, and are actually very much in support of it. But, I, I do still have some family members that I've had conversations with, um, particularly around the trans conversation and they're, you know, they're just really concerned about their genitals. Yes. You know, like, and I'm like, I'm sorry, do people ask you about your genitals? Well, no, but it's none but I, of their business, right, like, period. period. I mean, and you can even make it uncomfortable and say, do you know what I have under these pants? Like, are you sure? Have right. you seen it? Do you know it? Yeah. yeah. Um, and I'm like, but but that has nothing to do it with anything. anything do with it. It's in the brain, um, y'all.
2: Right. And that's where I go, too. I'm like, that part doesn't matter. And it's none of your business. And yeah. it doesn't matter. It's what's happening up here yeah. in the brain. That's where gender identity lives.
0: But whether we're talking about the trans community or um, the gay and lesbian community, the bi community, no matter what, if people are like, well, I just don't get it, period, end of story. um, And they throw, like, Bible verses and religious propaganda at me. I'm like, I don't give a shit. Right. You don't have to get it right now. And that's Um, never going to get it
2: if you don't try.
0: And... Obviously, this is no offense to a believer. I am an extremely spiritual person. Um, I don't consider myself, you know, a Catholic anymore. Um, but I'm not interested in what the Bible says. That has, the Bible nothing has been to misconstrued do. for thousands of years now. Yes. Um, and well, in all sorry, religion, I know that's an unpopular thing no, to say it, around here. I'm just I'm just saying, like, if the Bible is like your Proof, I, I'm like no, I'm gonna be on the side of science with this one. Like it's also, you know, an ancient text at this right, point yes. too. Like, ancient that so all religions have evolved. ancient
1: texts that were written not by by men. Yes, okay. Like so, I think that there's a lot of really beautiful parts of the Bible. Of course, I think there's lots of freaking sure. terrifying parts of the Bible. You know, yes. like um, and that all of them were. Internalized and written down by humans mm-hmm. who put a spin on things, and that, that's what we knew, right? And that all religion, especially fundamentalist religions, are based on stories mm-hmm. that were passed down via humans. You mm-hmm. know, like right. and so all it's of like the that game st- telephone, yeah, things like change yeah. every time the story gets told. Every time I tell a story, it changes every time. You know, right. like <laughs> that, that is just part of the human experience, and mm-hmm. so. And what I love about the conversation between religious texts and science is that science does not depend on your belief to be true. Right. But a religious text does. Mm -hmm. Okay. Like the only thing that makes that true is because you believe it. And that's cool. You know, like every human gets to determine for themselves what their truth is. Mm -hmm. But science is true whether you like it or not. Yep. You can't change that. That doesn't evolve. And so in this conversation of born this way, it's happening in the brain, that the the crux of the whole pride and LGBTQ conversation is I'm not making an active choice to feel or identify or be this way. This is how I am, Mm -hmm. you know, and that that is really hard for people, but also not really hard because who would choose to identify and be something that was going to make their life this
0: challenging and difficult. I was just about to say, because that's what I throw back at people all the time when they're like, well, I just don't, you know, you know, they're doing it for attention. I'm like, do you think anybody, nobody wants that kind of attention, Like, would put themselves for that kind of attention to especially put themselves in harm's way? Because let's be real, the murder rate of particularly trans women of color oh my gosh. is extremely, extremely high. high. It's disgusting. But, um, trans people in general are at a risk and we have to do everything we can to protect these people. They are our sisters. They are our brothers. Like we, we have to be allies and we have to protect these people because what's happening for their safety, um, particularly when we talk about children and Mandy, I'd love for you to step in on the, like the legislation that's coming through Mm -hmm. on that in a minute. But, um, Protecting these people's right to live because, bottom line, nothing they are doing is affecting you. Exactly. No, you don't have to take it personally. It has absolutely
2: nothing to do with you,
0: it affects your life in zero ways. Zero ways. But um, so, what's going on in Texas right now? I haven't read up on this bill. Well, so the murder rate for trans people is so high and that's extremely scary.
2: The other part about being transgender or knowing someone who's transgender or having a transgender child is that their suicide rate is Mm -hmm. attempted suicide is 41%. Oh my God. That's a real number. Yeah, And that's a damn real number. If you know someone personally who is transgender, this person needs support. They need a community that supports them. So what's happening in Texas right now is super frustrating. Again, it's that pendulum, you know, Mm -hmm. it's like, why are we still having these conversations? We're totally moving backwards. But right now, Texas is trying to pass a bill that would criminalize the gender affirming care that transgender kids need. It's life saving care. And when I talk about care, it's therapist you know, going to therapy, it's having hormone therapy, which a lot of people like to think that, you know, if a kid is identifying with, you know, the opposite gender than they were, they were assigned at birth, um, that they're going to go and have gender reassignment surgery immediately. Right. Which not all trans people do. Not all trans people
1: transition. It's a pretty small percentage actually that go through
2: that. Some do, some don't. I'm not sure what the percentage is, but it's not kids who are doing it. Right. And so that's people just jump to that, you know, oh, it's abuse. You know, they're abusing their kid if they are allowing them to be their authentic self, which just doesn't even make sense, you guys. Right. But so gender reassignment surgery, that is not even on a young person's radar, much less their parent, you know, but having hormone therapy puberty blockers are what they're called that's what a kid would get before they start puberty like a couple years before when they start to show the signs or whatever that it's coming they get some hormone therapy that's blockers that just prolongs their body from changing you know like bodies do when we hit puberty and so that just gives them a little bit more time if they're not one thousand percent sure already then that just gives them a little bit more time to be sure before they go on hormone blockers. And then they start to do, you know, testosterone or estrogen, which would have them change to be the identity that they have. So if you, you know, are, if, if you were assigned female at birth and you started taking testosterone, once you get to that point, you'll start developing like a man, you know, the muscle structure and you'll be getting facial hair
0: No one would know the difference
2: yeah. minus what is under your pants. But nobody's going to know that unless, you know, you're intimate with that person or whatever. And unless you get to the point where you are a grown adult and you're able to make your own decisions and then you decide that you want to have gender reassignment surgery, that's an option. But we're so far from all of that. You know, we're talking about kids here and we're talking about having therapy to help them with their gender dysphoria because a lot of times kids who identify as something different than what they were born with. They struggle with it. Yeah. You know, it's some mind fuck yeah. to have a body that doesn't match your mind. And like, it's not fun. And again, like people don't choose this. Who a would parent choose wouldn't that? choose this. Yeah. A kid wouldn't choose this. Right. But they're going with it because that is just who they are. And we have got to respect that. Right. And I we've mean, got to protect it.
0: Like for anyone who like, is so strongly against anything that we're saying, like, could you just for one minute close your eyes and imagine waking up and looking at your body and saying, hold up, like, this isn't me. Like, I personally love being a woman, you know? If I woke up in a man's body, I would... I'd be upset. Yeah, I would not be okay. That would be an understatement. I would be, I mean, just disgusted with myself because I'd be like this this isn't me um so yeah like could you just imagine for one second like getting out of your box and putting yourself in these people's shoes in these children's shoes who are just learning who they are just trying to be their authentic selves
2: Mm -hmm. and we need to be able to just encourage them to do that you
1: know well and when it rolls back to legislation then where? What is the fear and control? It's Texas got a lot of shit going on right Texas now. We're talking Texas about legislation, okay? Like you're pissing so off, especially things.
0: these three women right here. Oh my here, which we're not. Gonna we're not We're Go. not talking about reproductive rights today. We're not, like, that's a whole different episode. for We're sure. not going to talk about it. But Texas legislation. If any of you, I'm not going to curse, are listening, <laughs> um, for a state that um, loves its freedom so much. It ain't you, so free It ain't so here, free when right? you're trying to control right. what's in people's pants, who they're sleeping with, who they're marrying. Who they're and, identifying as, yeah. what they want to do to their own body.
1: And what if the tables were turned? Like, what if being straight or being cisgender was the odd man out?
0: You know, like... You know, I wonder all the time... Because, you know, you guys said in the beginning of the episode that you identify as pansexual. I've never put, um, like, a label on myself. I would say that if I had to put a label on myself, I guess it would be straight, but... Because I've never like wanted a girlfriend or I've never been attracted to women in that way, I find women incredibly physically attractive.
1: You have lots of girl crushes. Like, I have tons yes. of girl crushes. I'm totally pansexual. Please. <laughs> like, Mandy's just, like, like you're pansexual right now. <laughs> Join um, the
0: club. <laughs> just kidding. <Yeah>. Right.
1: <laughs> Honorary, like. No, um, I don't
0: remember. I mean, no, but I've I, I have always wondered that if I didn't grow up in this society where I watched movies where it was only boys and girls getting together, only men and women getting together, only these two binary sexes getting together. If I was just more exposed to a more open, um, environment of same sex, like, would it be different? I mean, maybe, I don't know, maybe it wouldn't be, maybe I'd still be straight, but I don't know. Well, again,
1: it's, this comes back to the spectrum conversation, you know, like that sometimes seeing what's possible opens a door Absolutely. where you're like okay maybe I do want to explore if you this haven't you know been
2: exposed and you've just been conditioned to see this one thing as the right thing or whatever you don't know any different you know until you are exposed to it and you do
1: start to think about it you might change your mind and there are know? lots of yeah, people okay. especially with sexuality that are like I don't know maybe I'm into it and try it and they're like nope, nope. okay nope. I'm not into it you know <laughs> right. or I don't know it was it was different and I'm not sure how I feel about it or you know like that it's it is not a binary choice. Like that is the moral of the story in right. all of these conversations. It's not black and white. And that's why on the pansexual topic, I love the idea that you just love people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you're, or, And if it's about sexuality, I'm just attracted to some people and mm-hmm. some people I'm not, you know, and it doesn't really have anything to do with what gender you are. You know, like I find myself a lot more attracted to, energies and Mm -hmm. outlooks and perspectives and brains and all of those things, you know, that, um, but some people are only attracted to people for physical reasons, you know? And so they're going to look at that totally differently. So that spectrum conversation I think is there. Do you guys know who Jojo
0: Siwa is? Oh yeah yeah are you getting me I mean hello we have children <laughs> love Jojo um no but I love her um coming out journey so far and what she said um to people magazine I think was just so beautiful she said I just read that whole article I just I feel like uh, from the moment she was little she was like I always just thought my human is my human and if my human's a girl great yes. if my human's a boy great if mm-hmm. my human is a trans person great like but my human is my human and I was like first how old is she? 17? Yeah. And I was like, for a 17-year-old, that's so much more profound than I ever felt about my sexuality mm-hmm. when I was that age. Hell, even at 34, right. you know, um, that I was just like, thank God. And then, you know, the backlash that she's received, which has been... I mean, she's had an outpouring of positivity, but of course there's been people who are like, my children are never going to listen to your music again. I'm like, really? Did the unicorn and rainbows thing like really (laughs) like that you didn't get that from her that maybe she was a little gay? Well, like, if she is,
2: listen to her music still. Let your kids listen to her music still. What's the big deal? Well, You were
0: okay with her when she was straight? Straight. Yeah, and so (laughs) now all of
1: a sudden your kids can't listen to her music? Now she has a girlfriend, and it's like, no. Well, and that is a conversation that we haven't brought up, is, like, how people treat you differently when they learn these things about you when they didn't know that before, you Mm -hmm. know? Like, that there's nothing fundamentally different about the people that were your friends or that you loved, After you find out that they maybe identify differently sexuality or gender wise, you know, that they're the same person they always were. The only thing that's changed is your opinion of who they are because of this thing that has nothing to do with like your relationship and how you work with them anyway, you know, and that that is... um, Again, a check yourself kind of yeah. conversation that if your opinion of the people in your life changes when you find out that they have a different sexual orientation or that they identify differently gender wise, why you need to ask yourself why Yeah, mm-hmm. that that is a big and, and then like all of these conversations, you know, like you have to give people room to ask questions and to mm-hmm. say, I don't understand this, you know, like that having those hard conversations and being able to express the well I don't believe that well why don't you believe it let's talk about why you know like let's get into the conversation as hard as that might be you know and as passionate as it we get about it if i love you then i want to understand these things and know these things about you but if i just loved the idea of who i thought you were and now this is changing like the way that i feel about you in general um that Maybe we didn't have the relationship I thought we did in the first place, you know, like and Mm -hmm. that that is a really hard um, pivot on that whole conversation where something like sexual identity or gender identity is going to change the way that people feel about you, which is why there are such high suicide rates, you know, and there is because feeling that exposed and then having people judge you and then not love you or want to be in your life anymore because of that is crippling, you know,
0: a lot
2: of people don't come out. Yeah. Yeah. Um,
0: two things back to the suicide rate, Mandy, when you were talking and Laurie, I'm glad you brought it up again. When I got pregnant with Adelaide, I mean, I had to have a conversation with Aaron where I was like, listen, no child of mine is ever going to get kicked out of this house for being who they are. So if that means, and, and this was even before we knew that, Adelaide was a girl, you know. I was just like, if they're gay, straight, lesbian, bi, transgender, no child of mine is ever going to be kicked out of this house. You have to know that. And it was like, yeah, absolutely, cool, okay, we're on the same page. Um, and I mean, I I hate that I even had to have that conversation, but I I just had to put it out there that like, you know, either we're in this on the same page or we're not. Um, But for any of you who watch Queer Eye on Netflix, my favorite show. There you go. Van Ness. Van (laughs) Ness. For those of you who aren't watching this on YouTube, I have a Jonathan Van Ness crop top sweatshirt on that says Van Ness. Anyway, Karamo Brown, who is the culture guy on Queer Eye, um, I read his um, book and his quote unquote coming out story was so beautiful because he said, I don't like the term coming out um, because that puts the burden on the person. He was like, I like to call it letting people in. Mm -hmm. Like you're privileged to know this about me and be part of my life. And I was like, that's really awesome. Karamo. Yeah, it's a beautiful like way that. to make me cry. Um, if you haven't read that book, it's really good. <laughs> I, I have not read that book, but I'm into it. Tan into Francis' that. book is really good, too. All
1: the Queer Eye guys. And books JVN's really, and book JVN's is really good. Yes. I've read that one, yeah. It's so good. Um,
0: what are we leaving out, guys? What are we leaving out? <laughs> I, feel I feel like, like we, we could talk about this we've for run the another hour. hour. Definitely. For sure. Mandy, what do we got um, on the list? You know
2: what? We haven't talked about pronouns. Mm. Yes. Oh, my God. How did we leave pronouns so out? So I meant to say you know mandy she her hers <laughs> right in the oh, very beginning
0: okay. yes. hey, it is mandy mandy she her hers jessica she her hers Laurie, yeah. she her hers yes. okay so <laughs> pronouns are a thing
2: um and that's a little tricky for some people too who are on the spectrum and they don't identify with a binary gender mm-hmm. which is he or hers mm-hmm. so now we're throwing in they them theirs yes and there's some other things too that are coming up
0: yeah. um yeah i've i there are things that I can't even pronounce, but yes. I've seen TikToks about it. Don't make right. fun of me. But I'm trying <laughs> We're to learn. we all still learning. Yeah, so yeah I'm we learn about everything. All yeah. the time. We're always learning. Um, so,
2: but yes, they, them, there is uh, is what I'm, you know, getting more used to using. And uh, a lot of people are, they like to say, well, that's plural. You know, they, and, well, no, it's not. It's not you really. Know, like, oh, They left their boots by the door, you mm-hmm. know that's or it could be she left her boots by the door but right whatever it is you know it can totally be singular it's been singular you know for a long time if you look up that's they, grammar yeah it's grammar yeah it can be singular so get over yourself <laughs> um but yeah that's becoming kind of a, a thing too where when you do introduce yourself to someone or someone introduces themselves to you they let you know maybe they look like a female but they identify with you know A male pronoun is what they want you to use. Mm -hmm. And so it's just about respecting people again and, you know, not making assumptions, too, where you just judge a book by their cover. Right. Well, and,
0: you know, um, I've been seeing some stuff on social media saying that maybe on social media, like in your bio, you should list your pronouns or Mm -hmm. something just so that maybe people who don't feel safe will. They'll see that. They'll they'll see that and be like, oh, okay, so Mm -hmm. I can be safe with this person and Mm -hmm. be like, if they're presenting female, say, hi, my name is Sam, he, him, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'd be like, oh, okay, cool, Sam. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like. No, and no I, deal. One I thing know. I love about the pronoun
1: conversation is, and you guys know this about me. I struggle with the switch in pronouns when that has been presented to me, you know, and it takes. So if somebody in your struggles life,
0: with a switch of names, names too,
1: and she hard. does yeah. it. With it's hard Red Fox. for me, you know. Like yeah, yeah so Red <laughs> Fox is the first thing that I brought up, not about a gender assignment, but our friend Red Fox, who is an amazing healer and teacher in my life. For the first. 14 or so years that I interacted with her, she was Rebecca Red Fox and that Red Fox was this identity that kind of like fit like a middle name in her name. Um, And so if I called her something, I would call her Rebecca Red Fox, you know, like it was a full name that went on. Well, maybe what the last two to three years, maybe she has really just embraced Red Fox as her name. And, I have the hardest time <laughs> dropping the Rebecca. I'm getting so much better at it. I'm practicing and you are getting better. Okay, have I haven't sing. heard you say Rebecca um, once. But, and so I feel like there's always a conversation or I have transgender people in my life that, right. you know, when we make the pronoun switch, like it takes me a minute to, and I still, it comes out of my mouth and it's the wrong pronoun. And I'm immediately like, damn it, Laurie, like you've got to remember this. You have to do a better job. Um, that it's okay to be the person that's trying to be respectful and use the right pronoun with somebody, and sometimes you slip up, you know, yes. and that that's okay. So, what's like the best way to be an ally when you're telling me your pronoun is he/him, and I use she or her? Right. Like, just do a quick correct and move on. Yes, yeah.
0: Um, Don't I make have a thing of it, right? right. I've heard because focusing on it almost makes it worse, right. you know. Right. Like, so. If I, I don't know, Mandy, I'm just going to use you as an example. If I were like, he, what you don't want to do is be like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. Um, Exactly. Just be like, she, she, yeah. yeah. And move on. And that, that is the best way because focusing on the, oh my God, I fucked up. Like just raises the tension and anxiety and it's like, okay, just move on. It's correct. Move on. Yeah.
1: And that that's part of like holding space for people to evolve with you when you are making a switch, you know, like through and trying to communicate because nobody is going to like immediately right? be able to probably do it faster than I am, but you know, like, <laughs> not, like there's not going to be an immediate switch in that. Um, and that part of what makes that okay is being able to have conversations with mm-hmm. each other that maybe are uncomfortable, but have this umbrella of I love you and you're, you know, and that that's unconditional and it doesn't
0: matter to me where you assign your gender. Um, you're the same person to me that, you you know, know what else we haven't talked about. And I don't know if it was on our list of things to talk about is dead names and that maybe that's something that some people haven't heard of. Yes. Talk more about it. Um, well, when someone transitions and let's say they choose not to keep their given birth name, um, like let's say if it's female to male, um, and they choose to go with a more masculine presenting name mm-hmm. that their female assigned at birth name is their dead name. And that, that's very important for the community that you not only get the pronouns right to the best of your ability, but their name to the best of their ability. So, you know, if... Um, I mean, I'm blanking on examples of names, but if your name is Mary Mary, and you transition and it's now Mark, you can't keep calling that person Mary. Yeah. yeah. You know? It's, it's extremely like, hurtful yeah. to do that. Yeah. And
1: extremely disrespectful. Right. I do not, for the life of me, understand why somebody would do that on purpose. You know, like, I just... Um, Except for back to the fear and the control thing, you know, like, and so in the conversation about like pronoun switch and name switching and how hard that has to be, you know, like I also can speak to the absolute relief and freedom of having seen transgender people in my life be able to safely make those kinds of changes in their world. And what that does, like the way it shines out of their souls when they're able to just actually embrace who they are and that the people who are important to them are on board with that and are, you know, encouraging and loving and supportive of that. Um, you guys, it straight makes me emotional, you know, like I, because when you watch people that you love struggle with that and feel the shame and the confusion and the, you know, like the not knowing that to truly be accepted in that space You just can't quantify how much magic is in that, you know, like, and that if you can offer that to someone by being supportive and inclusive of them, you have to freaking do it, you know, like, it's not hard. No, it's not.
0: Well, because it's rewarding. Let's say any of your cisgender friends, which by the way, if you don't know what that is, that means that you identify with the, um, gender you were assigned with at birth. So the three of us are cisgendered women. Mm -hmm. Um, So let's like say just your cisgender friends watching those people like nothing gets me more giddy and happy than watching my friends like transform into who they are. Um, And I don't care what that means. So for the LGBTQ community, Um, it's almost like a million times more important and so much more impactful because it could save someone's life absolutely yeah and living a lie for however long you have to
1: do it to make other people comfortable is the fast track to suicide and depression and you know like not being able to truly be who you are will kill you you know in so many different literal and figurative ways Mm um And that if that's what you expect people to do to make you comfortable, then that's a gut check situation for Mm -hmm. you. And so I feel like that that's a cyclical theme so oftentimes when we're talking about marginalized um, populations and communities is that it's always about I can't be who I am because that's going to hurt me, get me in trouble, get me subjected to some sort of abuse, you know, in Mm -hmm. the future. And that's why we have these things like protect trans kids. Mm -hmm. That's why we have things like black lives matter. That's why we have things that shine a light on the safety and the inclusiveness that needs to happen for all people, you know? And if you're somebody who's pushing back against those things, you need to really consider why your fear and control is more important than the human rights of these people that you're trying to objectify. And that is a hard lesson on all fronts. And it's really, I know I, over the last two years really have been trying to look at like things that I feel really passionately about and I'm not willing to give on like this topic. How do I not immediately alienate people and try and break the door open a little bit for them to start to question their own belief structures a little Mm -hmm. bit and make that a safe space for us to do that because that's the only way that we move the needle forward. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like it's, I think that as time moves forward, people become, you know, like young people now are so much more inclusive than young people 40 years ago were. you know, like, because it's just an evolution that's going on, but we're never going to get rid of all of the people that have the fear and control. That's always going to be a thing, you know? And so at some point, people are gonna have to learn to have conversations and work together. And I just think that some of us, and I'll use myself as like I have always just been really good at questioning why do I feel that way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and putting the burden back on me mm-hmm. and being yeah. like, Well, do I feel that way because why you know? And that there are, are a lot of people that are really bad at that. There are a lot of people that don't even know what you're talking about. <laughs>
2: Right. <laughs> Everything is somebody else's fault. Everything is on right. someone else. You know, it's never about, it's
1: never introspective. And and I think having conversations about that is important. Totally important. And that, it, that whole like bless and release and bless, like bless your little heart, you know, like that yeah. there are some people that are not going to get it, but I'm not giving up on those people. Right. You know, like that it is important well, to don't me. get it yeah. yet.
2: You yeah. know, you planted yeah, right. a seed. So, and I think, you know, going back to how do we be allies and how do we, you know, not change people's minds, but how do we get them more educated on it? Mm -hmm. Uh, You know, educating ourselves first, but social media is so huge. You know, everyone's living their life on social media. And so I have a lot of you know, friends on my different social medias that see my stuff, you know, and so I, like I said earlier, people have reached out to me just because of those posts. Mm -hmm. So I think it can even just start with something as simple as that, you know, share information, um, you know, information that's legit. Right. And, uh, just kind of put it out there, (laughs) Fact check, but put it out there and you know, it doesn't have to be abrasive or anything like that. And a lot of times people see it and that plants the seed. They, you might not hear from them then, but they're thinking about it at
0: least, you know? Um, let's talk about some other ways to educate yourself. Um, one of my personal favorite, um, TV shows that opened my eyes, especially when it comes to transgender children is I am jazz. If any of you don't know who jazz Jennings is, she is, um, an amazing trans young trans woman, um, who has shared her journey almost her whole freaking life. I mean, goes all the way back to, I feel like, um, not Barbara Walters, Connie, Chung, Chung. Maybe. I don't know. I could have gotten that so wrong um, from when she was very, very young. Um, So if you're interested in maybe looking up a TV show about it, I Am Jazz is extremely educational. There's also Gender Revolution Mm -hmm. on Netflix. I think it's Netflix, yeah. Yeah. Um, Which we all watched together, and it was so amazing, the science behind everything. Um, Do you guys have any other... PFLAG. flag is a great, yeah. Um, and, you know, that stands for Parents, Families, and Friends
2: of Lesbian and Gays. And so that's a good place. You can just Google search it and it'll pull up different um There's chapters in every, chapters yeah, everywhere, <laughs> And so if you really do want to get involved, um, you know, look that up and that'll give you some direction. And call your representatives. Yeah. You know, yeah. if you hear about a bill that's trying to get passed that is obviously trying to hinder the rights of, all people or a marginalized group, call them, you know?
1: The more we use our voices in support of looking out and caring for humans instead of ideas, mm-hmm. you know, like if what you're standing up for is an idea or a belief system, whatever your idea or belief system pales in comparison to standing up for a human, mm-hmm. you know, like that this isn't about your beliefs. This is about a real, person. actual yeah. real people that are being injured, mm-hmm. you know? And um, so, yeah, I think resources are important. Using your voice is important. Um, and always check in your motives. Mm-hmm. If your motives are founded in fear and shame, you know, like that, that's no way to live. And that's definitely no way to like subject other people to your right. bullshit.
2: And just because you don't understand something doesn't mean that you can't learn more about it and right. find some understanding. Right. Maybe and it's not, it's not, so not yours to
0: understand. Well, I mean, yeah. Honestly, yeah. like... don't don't, judge it right like people living their lives the way they want to does not affect yours Mm -hmm. and on that note i think that we've rocked pride uh today (laughs) for
1: sure um so june is pride month i also think that a lot of the pride parades are not happening this year just because of the tail end of the pandemic thing Mm -hmm. you know that's still going on um One thing we did not talk about that I do think is really entertaining, though, is how Pride has kind of become this, like, cultural icon as far as parades are concerned and that there's, like, just as many straight people at Pride parades and cisgender people at Pride parades as there are (laughs) people who are active in the community. Um, We were talking about earlier how it was, you
2: know, it started as just a place for them to kind of express themselves and they mm -hmm. being LGBTQ community, you know, to express themselves and just have, you know, a time for them. But like you say, now there's so many different, straight people, cisgender people there who are just allies and they want to be a part of it and they want to let their voice be heard and they want to be seen and they want to have fun with their brothers and sisters, you know? And, um, so as
1: soon as it's safe, yeah get out, get out there and yeah, yeah. and embrace uh, the pride because Yay. everybody deserves to be proud of yes. who they are Absolutely. and what's going on yes. um just love each other dang it and badass ladies club is here for y'all yeah. yes happy pride, happy, happy pride month happy pride month um if this struck a chord with you good or bad then let's freaking talk about it because you know i want to talk about it with you anyway um and bring us your questions or your thoughts or your stories we love you guys. Have a badass day. Love y'all. Bye.
0: Bye. Bye.